0: hey welcome back everyone to triple babble podcast uh this is your host trev i'm joined here by my co-host uh tp the playmaker and uh we got el Hefe here how are you guys doing tonight
1: living the dream
0: uh definitely definitely doing better that uh you know i'm back in town but it could have got could have been a lot worse could have been a lot worse it could always be a lot worse with anything in life. So but <laughs>
1: always. my guys are safe. We're home. And I just want to apologize to everybody out there about Sunday. We had a little personal business we had to attend. There's a but let's catch all up on week six. Let's let's catch up. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Atlanta. Whew. They shocked the world. They beat the 49ers. And they remained a perfect six and zero oh against the spread. Why have we not bet on them, guys? I mean, I looked at my notes, and we just we just don't like them. This is crazy. What are we thinking?
0: I think we think this is the Atlanta of old the team that will play decent to above average throughout the game, and then just get crushed at the end because that's happened so much in the past few years. And now, not only are they not choking at the end, they're straight up winning games. I believe the Atlanta Falcons are three and three right now, which is incredible because I don't think people project them to win as many games at this point. Uh pretty surprising.
2: They are three and three. Yeah, they are three and three. And to match that three and three, Marietta threw three touchdowns last week, surprisingly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And Kyle Pitts got some love, which is, is that like the first or second of the year? Kyle Pitts, welcome to the NFL or welcome back to the NFL because we haven't seen it. I mean, hey, maybe Calvin Ridley's making money off him, you know? Maybe he knows something that we don't. Big Vegas guy out Kyle,
0: there. Kyle, Kyle Ridley's got, right
2: <laughs> got a lot of time on his hands. He's probably the one pulling the strings for Atlanta, he's the one di- directing the plays. <laughs>
0: Andle account is crazy for sure right now. Yeah,
1: I need I need to tap into that. So got, I gotta tap into that for sure. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe they they maybe they might go seven and zero against the spread this week. We we we're gonna look into that a little bit more on Sunday, but let's talk about two guys that I feel like we, we keep talking about and, and they just keep struggling. Their teams are struggling. But how do y'all feel? Do you, is it more them or is it more the team? Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I, I think it's everything. Brady.
0: I mean, he's forty five years old. <laughs> forty five. He's got you know most of the some of the same skill position players as last year, but you're missing key pieces like Ab and Gronk. But overall, I mean, he didn't look terrible throwing the ball on Sunday. I mean, I think the defense just really let him down. Honestly, the Tampa Bay defense. So I don't know. I, I think it's a combination of things, but as for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, his skill position players. I mean, he's got guys that are so much younger than him, so much inexperienced than him, and just special teams. Uh, their defense isn't playing as good as they as they have uh, or what they should be playing this year. So I think for both guys, it's their teams overall. I think they'll hit a stride where they start winning. It's not that they have losing records, but just not living up to expectations to me. You know, I think they Aaron don't Rodgers-
2: have losing records, but they're both three and three. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers happened to run into uh, what seems to be a great coach team by Robert Silla. And the New York Jets, they're very young, very vibrant. You know, that that spills for that, you know, that makes for a bad mix. You know, when you got guys that just like you said, Trev, not a lot of not a lot of offensive prominence on the team. Yeah, they got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, but the receivers where Aaron, where Aaron Rodgers pretty much makes his money. There's there's a lot there's a lot missing there for him. Um, Tom Brady, they just need to hit that that stride. I I agree one thousand percent. Tom Brady is just he's a, he's a big stride guy at this point in his career. You know he's got a lot going on, but I I think he's really focused on football. That team just has to pull together. I mean, they're still a top ten defense, so eventually that offense will pull it together. Um, I'm not sure if they're still missing a couple of skilled players on the offense, but I mean I don't think. I mean, yeah, they're obviously on a downside, but a downside, but not anything that they can't recover from. Still, become playoff teams, especially in their respective divisions.
1: Well, yeah, and and you know what? Speaking of uh, of Aaron Rodgers, this past week, man, Zach Wilson, the guy he had to face since he came back this year, he has not lost the game. I mean, this team is is they're looking to be on the rise. How do y'all feel about this? Well
0: in this past game, I would say that Zach Wilson wasn't the key contributor to them winning. It was more special teams and defense, but I mean, they smack them up. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do about that? The Packers, they got smacked up by the Jets. And yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson didn't exactly, you know, have his best day, but I mean, win is a win. And overall, that team is looking very good. They've been able to draft pretty high the past few years. So it looks like those draft picks and you know, key acquisitions in the off season are starting to pay off. And they, you know, got a good rookie class, it seems like. So, good for the Jets. The Milf
2: Hunter. Right, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm going to stop calling him that. No, I think this Jets team, They're again, they're young. They're full of energy. They have something to prove. Quentin Williams, really like that guy, even though him and his coach got into it. I really like the way he's playing. Brees Hall, I – he had that one game-winning rush against the Steelers. I didn't think I was going to hear much from him after the fact, and now he is – where is he at, Jefe? What you say? You, you mentioned it before the game. I mean, before the, uh, the podcast. Yeah. Brees Hall, where is he at as far as stats, as far as um, rushing leaders?
1: Uh, Brees Hall, he he leads all rookies with 609 scrimmage yards this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, possible candidate for rookie of the year, so, I mean, that's something that needs to be watched, watched for. I mean, their defense, they're firing on all cylinders as well, so – I mean, I'm not going to say the Jets are going to win the division, but, I mean, with Tua out, the Patriots, um, Patriots are the Patriots. Then you have the Jets. Who, else are we, who are we missing in the division?
1: Jets. I think Tua's coming hey, back by the way. Huh? Yeah, I believe, I believe hey. he is coming back.
2: Now, Tua is coming back. Miami, Miami. That whole staff needs to be fired. Let that man sit down. He did mention how he just flagged out completely after that. But, I mean, oh, no, I, I like the Jets. I kind of like the Jets. I'm not saying and, I'm go to the playoffs, but and, I, I like and the,
1: the, the Patriots and Patriots in that division are also, they look to be on the rise too. That division's that division's gonna be very interesting come down the stretch. Oh guys. Buffalo.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. The Jets no win yet. I forgot about Buffalo. Well we
1: I think we Buffalo. do know who's gonna I think we do <laughs> know who's obviously gonna win the division, but it's gonna be a close race for second now. I mean this is looking very interesting. Miami um, beat Buffalo but, also. Forget that.
0: Yeah,
1: they did. But you know. Let's let's talk about a coach, man. Is there is there is there a coach out there that is on the hot seat that y'all feel like is just is next? Who is next?
0: Man, I've got to give the next coach to be fired award to Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> I think he's a college coach. It's not a
1: it's not a bad pick. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think he's a college coach, man. Um, he coached Kyler in college, so that's you know the reason that organization went that path but since then they picked Kyler number one overall after having a top five draft pick the year before and that quarterback situation didn't work out and it just hasn't worked out with Kyler they I mean it's working with Kyler I mean he's a good quarterback obviously but in terms of the team winning it hasn't worked they've won a lot of games in the first half of the season then they lose most of them in the second half of the season kind of start hard start start hot and you know finish pretty cold and this year, they are just not doing well at all. I mean, they played the Seattle Seahawks last Sunday, and they have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and they managed to put up nine points. I mean, I get it. You play in Seattle, but this team has consistently just, like, and the games you expect them to just, you know, compete, dominate. You know, you got to – quarterback you just paid, I mean, they just don't seem to be doing what they need to be doing. So I, I think Kingsbury is the next guy on the hot seat, next guy to get fired.
1: Okay. TP, you got anybody that you think might be on the, on the hot seat?
2: I'm kind of watching this, not just because they're in our division, but I mean, it's now seeming to become national news. But I think that whole commanders organization is about to be under fire, starting with the head honks himself, Daniel Snyder. And, I mean, Ron Rivera, even though they just beat Chicago, I mean, realistically, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing and watching what he promised to do. Their defense is mediocre at best. Their offense definitely is is, um, below mediocre. I mean, Carson Wentz, he does have a lot of yards and looks good on paper, but realistically, they're pretty much down a lot of the time. So, we'll see what happens going forward over these next couple of games. And, you know, I think one of the owners said that there's merit to Daniel Snyder being removed as the owner. So, I mean, once one domino falls, what happens to the rest of them?
1: Well, let me ask you guys a question. How do you guys feel about Josh McDaniels? Do you guys feel like he's on the hot seat? I know this is his first year in Vegas, but a one-in-five start with this team is – it's not – it's just unacceptable. I don't believe that he should have
0: ever been made head coach. I mean, he had his opportunity. Was he the coach of Denver Broncos at one point in time? In Denver, yep. Yeah. He, he he failed there. He had an opportunity where I think he was – I forgot what team hired him, but he reneged on the offer. I mean, he they accepted him as the head coach, and then shortly after, probably a week or so, I think he kind of reneged on that offer and went back to uh, coaching under Belichick. I just don't think this guy has what it takes to be a head coach in this league. I don't see it. I mean, I think he's made a great assistant, off- offensive coordinator, you know, uh, to the Belichick uh you know, coaching tree that they have, whatever they have going on in New England, they said they don't even assign positions anymore to coordinators. I don't know what they do over there, but I mean, he was great there as so many other New England coaches have been, but they seem to struggle when they lead outside of that organization. And Josh McDaniels has done this like too many times for me. I just don't think that he'll be able to coach um, or create a winning culture in Vegas. I mean, it could be other factors, obviously, but I mean, I don't, I don't like him as head coach so far.
2: Okay.
0: T.P., you got any would, feel on
2: him? With his first year, I don't think they'll, I mean, you never know. It's like, I don't, I don't really see too many first year coaches getting fired. However, and to your point, Trevi was on um, the Colts he reneged on in like 2018. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, LA, they have a pretty solid, yeah. I'm sorry. LV, Las Vegas. Sorry. That's all, it's all the same shit over there. But, um. The Raiders, you know, they're they're just looking for something. You know, I know we make jokes about them, they're you know gambling and all this other stuff, but I mean they're they're just looking for some sort of cohesion. Um, Josh Mc. Josh McDaniels probably is not going to be the coach going forward, like in the future, but I mean I don't really see them getting rid of him this early. I don't know if he's going to be the one the one that's going to be fired midseason, especially
1: after his first year. Just trying to see what's going on out there, you know, touching his getting his feet wet. <laughs> And and then just just real quick, one more coach, one more coach. Uh Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions. He's he's nine twenty-four and one overall as a head coach. I mean, this is pathetic. You guys think it's his time? Detroit, man. It's nah, Detroit.
0: Dan Dan Campbell's actually a good coach. Unfortunately, they don't have a defense. Unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I think he's coached that team well. The right. players, the players like him. I don't think. I mean, he's only been the coach there for what two two years including this year now. Was he a rookie? Yeah, this is second. This is a second year? year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This he's, is second he's year. He's actually he's actually doing well. I think so. I mean, there was no way Detroit was going to turn into a world beater like just after one season of him. But I think he instills the right. Listen to him talk. How he you know just you know goes about things. I mean, he seems like he's a, a coach's coach. I mean, he like the players seem to like him. I watched a little bit of Hard Knocks on HBO. I mean. I think he's the right fit for that organization. Any organization really. I think he's an excellent head coach. I don't think he's on a hot seat at all. No. I mean yeah. that's what that's He's a pretty pretty
2: gritty guy. Um I want to say he's a former player. Isn't is Dan Campbell a former a former football oh, player? Oh
1: yeah, he's he's been around the league. I mean, he was on he was on the Giants, he was on the Cowboys. I mean you couldn't you can't forget that's that he was on yeah, the no. boys. Very, he was on the boys. He even played gritty, for the Lions a little gritty, bit, very, a couple very, years. He played. He played a couple years on the Lions. He played. He played it. Uh, his last year actually on the Saints. So you know he's been around. He's been on four different teams. You
2: know he's it's been a big chip off the old block, guy. You know that that's something that the Motor City needs. Um, energy. I mean, look look at how their offense has been playing this year. You know they they don't have a defense, but they were a number one offense at least last week. I mean, granted they were shut out completely, but I mean when you're going against Bill Belichick, you you know you kind of have to expect certain things like that. As we also
0: saw this week with Cleveland. Jared Golf's been playing well too. I mean, Jared with that, with the exception of that of that game, yeah, he's he's been playing well. So I mean, you got to give it to the coaching staff, the organization over there for you know putting the pieces around golf and just building it, especially on the offense side of the ball, really building that team. They just got to work on the defensive side. I think the defensive line is decent. I mean, they've got what's his name Hutchinson. I think he was the number one or number two
1: yeah, picking Aiden his fast
0: draft, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it'll probably take another year before this team produces a winning record. But I think they're going in the right direction.
2: Yeah, that okay. be, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if Goff is a candidate for comeback player of the year because he's playing exceptionally well right now.
1: Okay. All right, well, we'll see what happens with all these guys. Um, we got a couple of teams on a bye week this week, Buffalo, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles. Let, let's zone in on these Eagles real quick. We just played them, uh, unfortunately, in a loss, which means the Eagles are – Undefeated still, they're six and zero going into this bye week. They've just wrapped up uh, their, their last game before the bye. Uh, how, how do we feel about this? Um, how do we feel about the Eagles after after that display? Um, do we have any thoughts?
0: Man, I look I looked at this Eagles game as like we needed to get this out the way. Meaning, you know, if we lose, we lose, but we lost to an undefeated team, and I think that kind of helps us in a way. You know, it, it sounds weird to say that, but it's just like the only teams you lost to are Tom Brady and the undefeated team. Like, that's not so bad to have a backup quarterback during that time frame. So, I think it was a good conclusion to the Cooper Rush chapter, at least for the moment, and uh welcoming Dak back. So, it, it worried me, honestly, that game. I mean, Philly's a tough environment to play in. It's tough for anybody, but I mean, we went out there and, you know, even with the game that we played, we still kept it respectable. We kept it within, um, you know, a couple scores. And if not for some timely turnovers, I mean, you take away one or two of those, you know, we we're right in that game or we straight up win it, in my opinion. I think that offense, The way I, I like the way our team rallied, essentially. You know, we were down and we managed to come back. We didn't get discouraged, really never gave up. In the second half, we came out running the football. I mean, just the commitment to it and not being too, you know, when like when you're playing Madden and you're down by, you know, 14 points and you only want to throw the football. Like, you know, we didn't do that. <laughs> we just kind of stuck to the, you know, our guns and we did what we did. We played good defense, ran the football, you know, threw when we needed to. And, you know, you know, unfortunately we didn't win that game. But, I mean, we got it out the way, um, you know. So nothing else really scares me on the schedule for getting our quarterback back. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I think it's it left a bad taste because you know I think we beat that team if, if we have Dak Prescott starting, but you know we didn't. The reality is we lost the game, but uh, we showed that we can fight back and come back um, in, in tough matchups. So that's that's how I feel about yeah. this. Yeah, TP, how'd you feel about the Eagles? So for what it's worth,
2: I still think I'll say this they're not as far off from other teams in the NFC that i initially thought right their defense gave up 17 in the second half to a cooper rush led offense that turned the ball over three times and put them in scoring positions and they didn't they didn't really capitalize much offensively in the second half after adjustments were made i mean as w- something that i've noticed about phillies that they're not a really solid second half team offensively um, their defense side of the ball, I think Hassan Rennick, who's supposed to be the guy who I spoke about previously. I think he only had one or two tackles throughout the game. Granted, Micah Parsons also did struggle this week. But I mean, you you, you game plan and scheme against these kind of guys, so I expected that. A.J. Brown didn't really get off. I would have liked to see Trayvon travel with him. But I mean, Philadelphia, I'm sorry, I started talking about the Cowboys and this is about Philadelphia. The Eagles are a good team. They know what they need to do in most instances after that game I do feel confident on the Christmas Eve game if we have dagger full strength Um, the Eagles when further down the season the Eagles might get in trouble once teams get more film on them and they start playing teams that are good if they have any you know real teams left on their schedule um, but once the playoffs come, after getting enough film on these guys, Philadelphia might be in trouble. Now, granted, you know, we, we have to see going forward in the season. But after that game, I feel really confident that the Cowboys can bounce back and get after this Philadelphia team. They're good, but they're definitely beatable. I will say that. This Philadelphia team is a lot more beatable than I initially thought they were.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see about all that. They, they get some rest this week. As I said, they're on a bye week. Uh, they come off that bye week, and they, and they get to play the Steelers at home. And we'll get into that in a couple weeks. Uh, but let's get more into to, to, to our boys like you were getting into, TP. Let's talk about them boys. Um, I mean, fellas, can we be upset? Can we be mad? Why Why should we be – why should Cowboys fans be mad? We had a backup quarterback going into a situation, right, when we first played the Bengals, everybody was writing them off. Nobody was really thinking he was going to come in and win. He won that game. People still were like, oh no, it's just Cooper Rush. He's a backup. Dallas overall has terrible backups. He went in, beat the Giants, beat the Commanders. He beat the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams. He went he 4-0 this season, and then he loses. How can you be upset about that? Why should you be upset about that? We're talking about a backup quarterback here. We didn't expect that. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I, I'm I'm not upset he lost. I'm I'm mad because you know it's a division game, but can't be too upset. You know, I think when can't you be, when you look at it, can't be too
0: it, upset.
2: No, 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 definitely not. Oh, go, go ahead,
1: C P Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. So I mean, you can't really be upset with the results. Cooper Rush again. The just like trust said, The Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush chapter is all but closed at this point. Um, we saw what happens when he faced a real, a real solid defense. You know, they did what they needed to do, but again, just like you said, Hefe, nobody expected us to be in a position where Cooper Rush comes and goes four and zero, beats defending Super Bowl champions, beats the Bengals. You know, our defense is the top ten defense. We have a we have a well rounded team. We didn't get away from the run game like we would in previous years. Kellen Moore coached a, def- a decent game. There were just mental errors. Um, Michael Parsons got an unnecessary 15-yard penalty that would really
0: hurt us. Um, I don't think. I don't we think did, we did bounce coaching. back from that penalty. We bounced yeah. back from that penalty. The taunting call because yeah, exactly. the drive yeah. ended. He did stop that. So.
2: Yeah, and so you know what I mean. We we showed we showed more resilience than I would have than we've done in, in recent years. You know that. That game, we're down what twenty to three going in halftime. That spells blowout. <laughs> that smells like a blowout in in recent.
1: And if reasons. and if you ask me, I thought it was going to get worse. I thought we were going to give up forty points. I was I was about to cry myself to sleep.
2: Yeah, no, um, you know, <laughs> in Philadelphia, the crowd was a little rowdy. Um, there were it was very high energy. You could tell. You could tell that it was Dallas week, what they said, you know. It was Dallas week. It was a lot of energy. They expected they expected to beat us down. And then, you know, you get to like the third quarter and it starts to get a little quiet. You know, the guys, Cowboys start locking in on defense. Offense starts to move. And it gets a little quiet in Philadelphia. It's like, hey, wait, what's going on? You know, the Eagles aren't really scoring second half and the Cowboys are second half team. We tend to put teams away. We grind you down. And so I think that we're in good shape getting Dak back this week. They said he's been cleared. So I don't know what percent he's at, but Dak has been cleared. He's expected to throw 40 to 50 passes in practice this week. From what I saw earlier, um, it's going to be an interesting rest of the season for the division. I do think that we get into the playoffs though. I think that the Cowboys can sneak in. It's too early to talk about it right now. I know. But I think the Cowboys can sneak in, especially if we can get Trayvon to start traveling with the best receiver because he held AJ Brown when he was covering him to 11 yards from what I understand. AJ Brown wasn't getting off on Trayvon Diggs. Like, you know, everybody thought he was going to. So, and I like the emotion that he showed in the end zone when he gave, when, you know, when, I, when we gave up that touchdown, that, that's what the Cowboys need. There's, There's been a lack of fire for years on this Cowboys defense. And we have it now with these young boys, Micah and Trevor. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting, at least my team. What you got, Um.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Cooper Rush, not only has he only won games for us since he's been the starter, but he's pretty much always covered his spread. (laughs) Also, I mean, this guy – it, uh, on Sunday. I mean, if not for Miss Field goal, I believe. Uh yeah, they covered the spread. I believe the spread closed at plus six and a half. So, you know, he was, you know, slight technicality. You know, he would have uh, you know, teams led by Cooper Rush, you know, as a starter, you know, covered spreads. But we're getting Dak back and we'll see what happens. So I like the way our team's playing overall. Um resiliency, like you said, was really important. Just how we are able to just come together. So and just stay in the game, not give up, you know, no 40 point blowouts. If we're down by, you know, like three scores, you know, it's still a game for us. I like that. I like that. Cause I was in the heart of Philly with with uh with TP. Uh and it was it was tough out there. Those fans were were something else. I never experienced fans like that, to be honest with you. So they uh Philadelphia Eagles fans, you are you are something else. That is that is all I will say. You know, don't come at me. Come at yourselves. You know, you are who you are. Know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: that's, that's, I ca- actually I got. You know, I actually called Jerry Jones um, at halftime, and he was actually telling me about the Philly fans. He said, "Man, I hate it out here." He said he hates going out there every year. He said he does not like that area. It, he just he he just likes to get in and get out. I mean, he's not he 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 just wants to win and go home. <laughs> That's his mindset. That's that's what he told me. Uh T P you look like you had something to say though. You got you got something? You got something for us? You got something hot?
2: No, no, no. I just I when you mentioned Jerry, I you know, my head starts to itch because I never know what's going on. I oh, kinda okay. want I kinda want it to be another situation where they find some merit to remove Jerry Jones out of the front office, but that's <laughs> I really know
1: Oh man. That's I'm sorry. there. Hey, don't worry. He still drafts well. Number 11. Yes, sir.
2: I don't know if it's him. Well, it, it might be him drafting. He needs to let somebody else do. No, you saw you
1: saw you saw the picture. I know y'all saw the picture. He really he showed. <laughs> Jerry, come on, man. <laughs> but you know what, man? Enough of this Cowboys talk for now. We'll get we'll, we'll get into some more Cowboys talk. Don't y'all worry. We'll be back. We'll be back for this Cowboys talk. But until then, you know, let's get into the, some Thursday night football. At the Saints, two and four. Oh, at the Cardinals, also two and four. Oh, that's insane. But, anyways, I guess we got to cover this. Cardinals are 0 and three at home this season, but not only are they 0 and three at home this season, they've lost their last eight home games. And they are 3 and nine straight up in their last 12. I mean, that's just terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, I mean, I'm not really sure if the quarterback is going to be the quarterback, but. From The reports I was seeing, Winston may be good to go. So I wrote a little bit about him for you guys. Winston isn't much better. Uh, he's one. Uh, he's one and three straight up on Thursday nights. Murray, though, no, he's zero oh three straight up on Thursday nights. So I mean, I, I I don't know who's who has the edge there. Nobody really. Um, and by the way, these guys did face each other on at Kyler Murray's rookie season. Winston will win that game, thirty to twenty-seven. That was back in twenty nineteen. And one last thing. The Saints are 8 and 3 against the spread in the last 11 games against uh Arizona and 5 and 2 straight up last seven. TP, you got any more stats for me before I lock in my pick?
2: I mean, this is this is another gross Thursday night game. I don't know what's going on with the luck that we've been receiving, but Thursday night football has been a drag all season long.
1: I'll call I'm Amazon.
2: Been, I'm glad that I've been playing chess. <laughs> i playing chess. I'm playing. Chess. I'm playing was I'm thinking right they got enough money out of me, though, so maybe I can get a toll-free call. <laughs> um, I mean, both teams have been struggling for the most part. And, I mean, realistically, we've seen, you know, one team is missing their starting quarterback, and then the other team is missing a premier wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. But the good thing for Arizona, he will be coming back this week. And the Cardinals also found a way to add Robbie Anderson from the Panthers after he was relieved last week in the fourth quarter due to what was seen as a temper tantrum across the league. But, I mean, in my opinion, when you're dealing with such offensive frustrations in Carolina, things like that, you know, sometimes your temper tends to boil over. But, you know, sent sent to the locker room early, requested the trade, got his request. We'll see what he does with Colin Murray teamed up with um, DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the ball for the Saints. Chris Olave may be returning. And they also discovered a young speedster in the young bull Rashid Shaheed scoring on his first ever NFL touch on a forty-four yard jet sweep. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but this young Cardinals defense, they have Mister Zabin Collins who racked up eight tackles and with two sacks last week, even though they lost to Seattle. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he tries to get after whichever quarterback plays, whether it's um Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. And this Taysom Hill guy who's running all over the place, they, I don't, I don't know why. Don't make him a running back, you know? Like he's literally all he does is run. Does he even throw? the no, ball? No, for
1: anymore? fantasy purposes, I like him. I like him where he is at tight end. I like that.
2: Yeah, I would,
0: I would cheat the system too. So that's fair. <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, that all was in the all, biggest cheat I code mean, a couple years ago. Yeah, I, it still is. You can, I'm you can sorry. put him in the tight end position. Oh, well, you're I'm right. right. I want to.
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact, let me let me let me hit my waiver wire after this. Let's see what's going on out there. But yeah, um it's gonna be an ugly game. Cafe, what's the spread on this? Uh
1: last time I checked, it was uh plus two and a half Saints. I'm not sure if the line has moved at all. Uh let me I have look. two and a half on FanDuel right now. Yep, two and a half, right and a half yeah. on FanDuel. Saints plus two and a half. <sighs>
2: When Cardinals here. Cardinals, okay. We're going to take. They're also missing Cardinals. Marshawn Lattimore, right? They're missing Marshawn Lattimore this
0: week. Well, yeah, Marshawn Lattimore is, is absent this week.
2: Yeah, so I think, I think with with D. Hop coming back, hopefully Kyler Murray won't be tapping into any video games this weekend, and he focuses on what needs to be
1: focused on. Call of Duty campaign. If not, the Cardinals. Need to be huh? Call of Duty campaign. If, Midnight Thursday.
2: Not a good sign. Not a good sign. <laughs> I'm still going Cardinals here. Um, Kyler, please don't let me down. Otherwise, I'm going to call myself see if we can get you removed from the <laughs> Cardinals offense. Let's go quarterback searching, guys.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, so you're looking for them to seek their first win in a long time at home. Yeah, we're breaking.
2: Okay. We're breaking that <laughs> breaking eight game streaks. losing streak at home. Breaking, Breaking the streaks. Street.
1: All right, Trev, you got mm-hmm. you got any fantasy, any any intake for us in this game?
0: I'll tell you one thing. I cannot put any more money on Kyler Murray uh, this season. Not until he proves me otherwise. I mean, last week they played the Seattle Seahawks, which has one of the worst defenses in the NFL currently, and they managed to put up a measly nine points. That is a problem. I don't understand why it wasn't clicking. I understand there were injuries at the wide receiver position. I believe Hollywood Brown can be out indefinitely uh, at least a month according to the coaching staff there. DeAndre Hopkins is returning, so that's big. That's one of Kyler's um you know favorite targets to throw the ball to. So I look for him to do well in fantasy. I can start him. if you got to start him, I'm definitely starting him in one of my leagues. But in terms of the game on the sides, man, this is tough. Uh, The Cardinals have not been good at home. (laughs) They've not been good at all, to be honest. And they have not been particularly, you know, good coming coming to play the New Orleans Saints. So from a side's perspective, I'm not putting any money on this. I mean, I have a lean towards the Saints plus two and a half. But being that the Saints are missing the top cornerback, there's not clarity on who will be their quarterback this week. There's also, um, you know, the issue of, you know, the Cardinals' defense being, you know, just absolute crap. Uh, this only leads me to one particular play, and that play would be the over 43 and a half points. Uh, the Saints uh, have surprisingly been putting up a good amount of points uh, the past few weeks. Uh, they are a team that people, for whatever reason, just don't think they can score, but they keep finding ways to. Uh, make it happen. You look at the London game. Uh, you look at the game. Um, you know the games they play here. Uh, they 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 score. They put up points consistently, and uh, they keep finding ways to do it. No matter if it's Jameis, Andy Dalton, or you know sometimes Taysom Hill. So that is my play. I think the total sitting a little bit low, uh, forty three and a half. Um, it could probably go lower uh, during the game itself, but uh, these Thursday night football games have a tendency to. Really, just, uh, you know, get a little bit, uh, you know, um, they're weird. Sometimes these games go way under and sometimes they can go over, but I want to look towards the over just because I think both teams will not be playing very good defense, which will allow for uh, more points, particularly in the second half of the game. So that is my play, my only play uh, over 43 and a half. That's
1: what I got, guys. So, now I guess I got to back a team, right? I'm gonna have to back the Saints plus two and a half. I just can't take. I just can't. Like Trev said, how how can I back a team that just 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 garbage every week? I just I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how how you can back them. TP. I don't. You sure you don't want to change your opinion? I I just don't know. I don't see how you can back a a team that's just so bad at home. The
2: Hopkins just, is coming back. The
1: he was message. was he not there? Was he not there in the span of their last twelve games when they went this historically bad? Was he not around? Or were there not players Look for man. them?
0: Look, man,
2: things are changing. The things are changing. Is gonna break. You no, know, you know what? Things are changing because when I went to Philly, I kept saying that I've never seen the Cowboys lose at home. It's a first time for everything. There is now a there is a time now for the Cardinals to break this streak. So yes, things are changing. I'm going with the Cardinals, and I'm not changing my opinion here.
0: All right. So five and zero. Say that one more time.
1: I I I said you you taking that plus two and a half with me?
0: I'm gonna go plus two and a half with you.
1: All right. So, T.P., the lone wolf, I wish you the best luck in the world this week with the Cardinals sitting terribly at home. Um, I don't know how you can, again, put any money on Kyler Murray, but that's neither here nor there. We will see what happens when we get back to that recap at the tip of our Sunday podcast. Until then – oh, by by the way, uh, Sunday you're going to catch – it's not a great slate, but it's an okay slate. I can't wait to talk about the Packers in Washington. That game – To me, I know people aren't going to want to watch it, but I'm going to watch it. (laughs) I'm going to watch it. And another game I'm going to be very curious to watch is that Chiefs and uh, 49ers game. I'm trying to see how the 49ers bounce back this week. And, of course, I can't wait to talk about our boys. Our boys. Dak is back. Dak in the pack. Dak in the pack. Okay. Until then, El Jefe is out.
2: Hey, look, TP, I'm not I'm not traveling no more for the rest of the year, man. Dallas, y'all going to have to win without me in person because it's clear y'all let me down. But TP is out of here.
0: All right, everyone, thank you for joining in to a Thursday edition of Triple Babble, and we will catch you on Sunday. This is Trev and Triple Babble signing out.